We are all natural-born storytellers. Whether you think of yourself that way or not, the stories that mold and shape our lives oftentimes become foundational parts of our growth, healing, and even generational experiences. Welcome to Awaken Your Soul, a storytelling podcast that shares moments of awakening, trials and tribulations, truth, and vulnerability in the words and voice of the featured storyteller. And now, a life-changing story from this week's guest. Hi, my name's Ian Westmoreland from Sydney, Australia, and thank you for listening to my story. On the 10th of September 2013, I had a life-changing moment. I got on the train to go to my normal work, and I continued to read a book that my youngest daughter had given me. And what I read that morning changed my thinking for the rest of my life. But first, let me set the scene and give you some background about who I am and where I'm coming from. So I'm married. I've been married for 40 years to my wife, Helen. We have four kids. And uh, about 12 months ago, we had our 12th grandchild. So very much blessed from a a family viewpoint. Uh, I'm not qualified formally in anything. Um, I started working in the utilities industry. And early on in our married life, we were struggling for money. So I had a full-time job, but I would continue to do other side hustles to try and bring more money in. In fact, when we got married, we moved into a, what we call in Australia, a milk bar or a, I think a corner store or a general store, you might call it overseas. And so I would work full-time, and open the shop in the mornings and close the shop on the evening and also on weekends. But gradually, I managed to work my way into more and more senior positions. And in 2013, I was being paid well as an IT manager, working in the utilities industry. And I started to increasingly think there's more to life than just making money and delivering software changes. And when I got on the train that morning on the 10th of September, what I read really resonated with me. It basically questioned the meaning of life for me. And as I ticked through the the different things, I realized this was a, a message for me. So I left work in May 2014, and I felt called to start mentoring uh, students in uh, Sydney high schools, and in addition to that, I started mentoring students in primary schools, and then in addition to that, I actually took a role as a coordinator for a family mentoring program. In 2018, I was mentoring a young guy in one of the Sydney high schools, and in the meeting I had with him, he shared with me that his father had suicided. His mum was an addict who was in and out of rehab, and at the time he was living with his grandparents, which he just hated. And then he turned, looked me in the eyes, and he started crying. And he said, Ian, help me. And what can you do? Um, I debriefed with a program counsellor afterwards, shared what had happened, seeking advice. And she surprised me. She said, Ian, are you okay? And I started crying myself. And for a couple of months, I was just flat. And then I suddenly realized that I wanted to have a mentor, just like these kids that I've been mentoring. And I should explain mentoring such a broad term for many people in business. Uh, mentoring means someone with acquired skills, knowledge, and experience to guide, to directs, advises someone else. But that's not the mentoring I'm talking about. The mentoring I'm referring to, I call it life mentoring which is predominantly based around listening, um, supporting, encouraging, 
the people are broken, they don't need fixing. They just need to be validated. They need to, to put a softer way. They need to be loved and shown they're, they're, they're worthwhile. So I looked around for the nearest organisation that provided life mentoring to men and was surprised and incredibly disappointed to find there was nothing suitable. As a demographic, men in Australia and around most of the Western world struggle more than most other demographics. And to not have an organisation that provided this, this mentoring to them really surprised me. So it motivated me to write a proposal to establish what was to become Mentoring Men. Um, so it we officially launched in November 2018. It's a free program where we train up volunteer men through our own mentor training course and also through suicide prevention. And then we carefully match them to another bloke, we call him in Australia, who may be going through life challenges like job loss, relationship breakdown, loneliness, isolation. And the matching is a long-term one-to-one mentoring relationship. So as trust develops, men start to feel more comfortable about sharing what's truly going on in their lives. And after a slow start, it's been incredibly successful. The program is Australia-wide. What initially started with some seed money from my wife and I is now turned into a very uh, significant and successful organisation. There's a dedicated uh, paid operational team, so that enabled me to step away from uh, the role that I was doing in, in terms of operation and in managing. I'm still an ambassador for the program, still a, a passionate supporter. I'm still an active mentor in the program, but I don't get involved in the day-to-day operational side of things. And this freed up a little bit of time and enabled me to start my second passion project, which is called Kintsugi Heroes. Now, I'd never heard of the term Kintsugi till about 12 months ago, but to me, the name resonates and it's really important. So I'll explain where the name came from. Uh, it's a Japanese term. And the legend goes that there was a Japanese emperor who had some very valuable pottery. Over time, it chipped and cracked and showed the signs of wear and tear. So he said to his craftsmen, I want you to repair this. I want you to fix it, make it like it looks brand new. And they couldn't do it. But what they could do was repair it by highlighting the cracks and the damage using a precious metal like gold. And now when you look at it, it's far more beautiful it's far more valuable than what it was before. And to me, I love this as a metaphor for us in our lives. The adversity that we go through, the challenges that we go through, um, we see those as a way, as an asset that helped create the sort of person we are now. We are more valuable in terms of the support we can provide to the local community. And we've got more resilience. And uh, through the Kintsugi Heroes uh, project or program is based on the power of storytelling. So we have relaxed conversations with people who have got an overcoming adversity experience, and it could be around grief or trauma or physical disability or relationship breakdown or domestic violence or addiction, any of these sorts of things. So we have a relaxed conversation that's recorded, um, we then get that edited and it's published as video and audio podcasts. And we also have an author who takes a transcript of the conversation and writes up stories, which are included in books. And there's a lot of science behind the power of storytelling. Um, as, as a teenager and in my early 20s, I, I really lacked confidence 
um, I, I struggled with um, thinking, or you know, who would who would want to marry me? <laughs> My goal early on was, if I could just be average. And yet, what gave me such life was reading biographies and autobiographies, stories like Nelson Mandela. And the science shows the impact positive stories can have on us, both uh, mentally, uh, uh, in in terms of our ability to have increased empathy, uh, confidence, the the uh, chemical changes that happen in our body. So this is my last or latest and probably last passion project is around storytelling. When I share my personal story, which I do frequently through podcasts and interviews, many people ask me, well, what were you reading in on that, on that day? And I always preface it by saying, Everything I've done in terms of the not-for-profit organizations, uh, mentoring men and Kitsugi heroes, they're secular. I don't care what the background or the beliefs or the cultures, all people are welcome to get engaged. In my case, I'm Christian and what I, I was reading a Christian book at, uh, that morning uh, called Sun Stand Still. It was written by American pastor called Steve Furty. And when I read that day, uh, given that I've been meditating on more meaning in my life, was this and it, it, it's talking to Christians about I guess the purpose of their lives and he said we feel like we're doing our part as long as we live decent lives I tick that off so I started mentally ticking these things off we stay out of trouble tick that pay taxes tick have babies where well, we had four kids tick make a living tick buy a boat I even had a boat tick and then he said hit age 59 and a half collect retirement die and that just struck such a chord with me. I was born on the 10th of March, 1954. So I was 59 and a half to the day that I read that. Now, why would an author say hit age 59 and a half and retire? In Australia, it's, it's, it's historically been 60 and we're increasing. It's like 65, 67, 70. So I felt like that was a key message for me. And throughout my journey through mentoring men and Kintsugi heroes, Several of these key points have come up all the way along, which have, have confirmed the journey that I've been on and, and I guess helped re refine that and re reshape that where it's required. Over the past 12 months, I've thought more about the meaning of life for me or, or what I call living the best life. And a trigger for this, my wife and I were in 2022, we're traveling around the Greek islands, we're on a boat that's like a pirate ship with a number of other cyclists. My wife and I are keen bike riders. And this ship would, would pull up at one of the Greek ports and they'd unload the 20 or so cyclists. And we'd go for a ride with a tour guide around that at that island. And one day we followed the tour guide. He took us up this hill. I felt it was more like a mountain. And he paused at the top and gathered us around. He pointed to an island on the horizon. And he started telling us about Onassis, Aristotle Onassis, and the island was owned by the Onassis family. Uh, and he told the story in terms of, of a, a, Onassis was a Greek success story. So he was born into poverty and then initially made his money in the black market with tobacco products and then invented packaged cigarettes and made a fortune through doing that. 
then moved into shipping and became, I believe, the wealthiest man in the world at, at that time. And then uh, uh, he had a string of relationships, but he married uh, uh, JFK's widow, uh, Jackie Kennedy, who became Jackie Onassis. And then the guide finished the story by saying that Onassis was rumoured to have said that uh, people say money can buy love, and I want to tell you it's not true. I'm the richest man in the world, and I've ever found true love. I couldn't help myself. I put up my hand. I said, look, I just want to question your definition of success. So you're telling the story of a man who's invented a product that's killed millions of people and harmed many whole millions and never found true love. I, would, I said I would argue that someone who is not wealthy but who has a strong relationships or loving relationships is far more successful than Onassis was. And this thought stayed in my mind and when we flew back to, to Australia, I woke up jet lagged and I had this, this, this vision for a single slide of what I call finding my best life. So I'll describe the slide to you. My definition of the best life is where we use our talents and experiences to positively impact the world around us. And it's where we get genuine contentment and fulfillment. So that's on one side of the slide. And I've got our life journey, which starts on the other side of the slide. So we, we meander through through different circumstances. And there's a word map above that journey of all the things that impact our lives, all the events. And many of these events are, are negative. There's, we get sick, we, we get abused, we have uh, injuries, we get bullied, we get caught up with different addictions, we have relationship breakdowns, we get addicted to things like social media, a number of things like that. And a key one, we get sucked into this materialism, this, this, this drive to get more and more possessions. And I did this slide for myself, but when I present it, I, I suggest to people, if just for 10 seconds, if you could take a step back and just look at your own life and think about what would your best life look like and are you heading towards that? And I find it really sad that many people die without really thinking about what their best life is. And there's a, a fantastic quote from Mark Twain that I, he's got many great quotes, but one of them, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and then the day you work out why. Now for me, the day I worked out why started on the 10th of September, 2013. I'd like to finish with just a, a brief story. We officially launched Configure Heroes podcast in December 2022. And a month later, I was diagnosed with metastasized melanoma, which uh, my oncologist described as one of the most insidious, or the most insidious cancer that there is. And um, I've had surgery for that and have started uh, this amazing treatment called immunotherapy. And I was in two minds whether to put something up about this or not. Ultimately, I was challenged by one of the Consigliere Hero board members to actually uh, let people know what was going on to be consistent with the Consigliere Hero's values around adversity and vulnerability. So I put up a post on Facebook, had an amazing response, and this woman reached out to me, someone who used to work with me, 
and to offer support. And she had been in the, she had a similar disease to me. She had metastasized melanoma over 10 years ago. And we decided we'd do a podcast together. And she, this woman was a pioneer around immunotherapy. She actually paid a lot of money to get the first immunotherapy infusion and went through almost, she's told to go home and write a will. And yet 10 years later, this woman is literally climbing mountains. She's a mountaineer. And the confidence that gave me at the start of the journey, looking down the path of going through this treatment, but to have someone who'd already been down there and successfully navigated that, it just gives me such hope. And one of the important things I think when we have serious diseases, that I'm hearing that, that the mental attitude that we have, as well as the support network, can be key factors in getting a good outcome. So this has motivated me in terms of the multiple themes that we're doing around stories is to do one around living with cancer. I'd love to help send more uh, positive stories around how people uh, with the cancer disease and and help educate people um, around, around the exciting breakthroughs that are now happening in this area. I'll finish with just the three objectives of what I see Kintsugi Heroes uh, we want to do. The first one is to provide hope and inspiration to people who are experiencing life challenges through storytelling. The second is to help people who are experiencing challenges to reframe how they see that. This is in line with Kintsugi. Reframe that to actually see it, the asset behind that, the, the added value that that provides. And the third objective is to help educate the broader communities, the Ians of this world, on how best to support people who are going through life challenges. Thank you for listening. For more information on this week's guest, visit the episode notes section on awakenyoursoulpodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your story with us, click the share your story section on awakenyoursoulpodcast.com and complete the submission form. The best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe to the podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever you stream podcasts. To show additional support for the show, visit the Buy Me a Coffee link in the notes of this episode or become a supporter through Spotify. Your support contributes to the production of this show. Sundays and soulful stories go hand in hand. So join us next week for another life-changing story that will awaken your soul.